pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Good evening and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show. My name is Steve Curran. Hello, I am Simon Byron. How are you this week, Simon? I am old. (laughs) Still? Still old. I'm only getting older. I can't stop it. What is making you feel old this week? I'm just tired all the time. And yeah, I just, uh, I can't remember what I'm doing and I'm tired all the time. And also, I had a significant birthday. Uh, what would have been the show before last, but we couldn't do it, uh, the show last week because I was having boiler issues. Um, you know, I very much enjoyed my birthday week, um, but um, three things... Was it three things happened? Uh, my mum uh, was over to celebrate. Um, we went out for lunch on the Saturday. She decided to be helpful when we got back from lunch by uh, opening the back of the car in order to uh, get some of the shopping out. Uh, she ripped the tailgate off my car. Three, 300 pounds that's gonna, that's gonna cost. Don't have the Hulk as your mother uh, would be my <laughs> advice then. Next thing, um, boiler breaks down, which is why we couldn't record last Sunday because the house was freezing. Um, but was- you're not in the house, Simon. No, I know, but you know, part of me does feel that uh, you know when you when you're married and you have a family that you should show some sort of empathy with them, freezing <laughs> away. I mean, we, you're right. We could have huddled around my portable electric heater, but mm-hmm. uh, that didn't seem fair. That was that. And then uh, Dexter got COVID, uh, so um, that was the third thing. And um, for one reason or another that I won't go into on the radio. Um, he had to come and isolate at our house. So uh, we had um, just a terrifying few days where you're just absolutely terrified of anything. <laughs> or like touching anything, like spraying everything. Um, you know, to be fair to Dexter, so we, so we sealed off basically the room where we take our shoes off in i mean sorry that makes it sound like i live in a mansion i don't but we have a room <laughs> downstairs we have a shoes room who do you Who think you are charles room? cecil <laughs> <laughs> we have a shoes room uh next to the pants room um no so we so we so we bought a, we, we set him up down there mainly because it's next to the downstairs toilet we got two toilets steve what am i talking about i made it haven't i um mm. And anyway, he was in there for three days and, uh, you know, I, I could speak to him through the door. Sometimes he um, he hung his hoodie over the door so I couldn't see in. Other times he was just playing video games and WhatsApping me moaning about the speed of the Internet. Um, but anyway, you know, so we've been testing every day since. Obviously terrified. Uh, he's better now. Thanks for asking. Um, and we don't appear to have got it yet. But uh, yeah, thanks. God for video games keeping him occupied for three days. 
But then, Steve, you know, know, bad bad luck comes in threes. Um, Mm -hmm. We noticed this morning that one of our radiators was leaking. So I've had to have another man out today. Oh, my goodness. Um, And, you know, and the show was in jeopardy once again. But but actually, he he came out at five o'clock. So all was well. How are you? Good. I'm all right. Well, we've um, we've all been quite ill as well here. A lot of coughing going around. And actually, uh, my partner did a PCR test a couple of days ago. Ooh. And? Results came through today. Negative. Negative. So we're all we're all clear. Uh, but yeah, that was that was quite a nervous wait as well because I looked up the rules and it meant the Marioki Christmas party, which is next Friday, that would have been in jeopardy. Uh, turns out all is good with that. Uh, well, the rules, no, but the rules are you you could have still gone ahead with it, couldn't you? That is true, unless I mean, she I'd had be- Omicron. Oh right, yes, of course. Or if you were in the if you were a member of the government, yeah, you could then have a <laughs> have a party in private anyway, couldn't you? Which unfortunately I am not yet. yet. Um, guess what, Simon? I've played a video game. No. I have. I've played two. Played what? two games this week. My boiler <laughs> should break down more frequently. I know, I know. Well, yeah, that's true. I have had two weeks to do it. So two games to talk about later in the show. Uh, have you been playing anything? Played a couple of things, yeah. Oh, thank goodness, thank goodness. Uh, unfortunately, I haven't had a chance to look at the news, so well, I'm you've hoping... Been, you've been too busy playing games, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping you will, you will carry us through no, this next section... Me which is the news. One life left. One life left. One life left. One life left. Video game news with Anne Scantleberry. Alright, what have you got for us this week? I've got four things for you, Steve. All right. Uh, I have to. I have to say, you know, even with a two-week uh, gap, uh, I did struggle to find uh, news-worthy news um, of interest. But let's see how we get on. Uh, I, I even had to um, spend some time on the uh, video games leaks and rumors subreddit just to try and get something interesting. Because the <laughs> problem is. I mean, as we all know, because we're hardly sleeping at the moment, is that uh, it's the Video Game Awards on Thursday, isn't it? So a lot of stuff's being held back. Mm. But one thing that's not being held back is this. Uh, Andy Robinson wrote uh, on the 3rd of December that PlayStation uh, will launch its Game Pass rival next spring, it's been claimed. Details have emerged of an Xbox Game Pass competitor service reportedly being planned by PlayStation. According to documents seen by Bloomberg, the new subscription service is currently codenamed Spartacus and will combine (laughs) Sony's current PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now services, phasing out the branding of the latter. The service, which is expected to launch next spring, will be available on both PS4 and PS5 and be structured across three payment tiers, it's claimed. First would include existing PlayStation Plus benefits such as online play and free monthly titles. The second would offer a large catalogue of games similar to Microsoft Games Pass service. The third tier would add extended demos, game streaming library and a library of classic PS1, PS2, PS3 and PSP titles. Bloomberg states that PlayStation didn't immediately respond to a request for comment. The launch, if accurate, would position PlayStation against Microsoft's popular Game Pass subscription service. How do you feel about that, Steve? It's interesting, isn't it? I, I'm very fond of uh, these subscription services. I know that some people don't like them because they like the idea of owning more things. I want to own fewer things. <laughs> I have too many things. I'd like to own fewer, and uh, the subscription model suits me. This sounds like a combination, really, of Nintendo's play all this retro stuff uh, and Microsoft's uh, Game Pass. Also interested by the name. Why do you think they've chosen Spartacus? Or, sorry, I know it's a code name. Oh, um, I don't know. They're just It's just a load of bored old men execs that want to <laughs> sound sexy. I wonder. Well, I wondered whether it's it's uh, you know whether it is an internal joke based on the idea of you know the 
key moment in yep. Spartacus, the I'm Spartacus, no I'm Spartacus thing. If they're cloning someone else's service, uh... then that fits quite well. But also that's a bit, you know, it's a bit too edgy, isn't it? To say this is what we're doing. So it's a code name. I was um, really surprised to hear this because um, when I've spoken to uh, people at Sony... Um, not recently, and not 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 within my 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 current role. <laughs> um, uh, somebody there was really really adamant that uh, they saw Game Pass as, and this is why I remember it so vividly because he used this phrase, "economic vandalism," uh, was how <laughs> um, Game Pass was described to uh, to to me uh, by somebody at Sony. Um, and so it was clear that they felt very, very strongly that uh, Game Pass was not a good thing uh, for for who? I'm not sure whether that was players, whether that was developers, whether that was publishers, not sure. But it was clear that they felt very strongly um, against it. So, uh, yeah, I'd be interested to see well, if, if they've had a it's economic a vandalism in it's, it's economic vandalism in the sense that it completely undercut Sony for a long time and made their economics really, really difficult. And I guess it comes down to all of these things, a bit like the race to the bottom with indie sales prices. If you can't beat them, join them. It becomes your only option, right? Um, I saw Rami tweet uh, about this, um, obviously incredibly smart guy, and his opinion was uh, he's not convinced this is a great thing in general, uh, multiple services like this, but it probably is good for the survival of a lot of indie uh, devs um, and that actually the indie model shifts again uh, to kind of a a business-to-business relationship because there'll be a lot of big contracts out there for making your game exclusive to one service or the other. Yeah, and, you know, it it all depends on how... um how it's funded whether it is something like uh, game pass which is uh as pretty clear financial terms like there is no ambiguity in terms of uh what you can expect whereas you know other services which depend on how frequently or how often it's played um and that you know w- could encourage developers to make certain types of games or what have you um yeah, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Game Pass from a, a consumer point of view, from a personal point of view. I think it's excellent, um, and certainly from a publishing point of view, if you can, um, if you go into it with your eyes open and understand exactly what being in a service like Game Pass will mean for your sort of wider sales, um, then uh, yeah, it can be, it can be a really, really good thing. I think. I think certainly Microsoft's position on Game Pass has changed over the years. I mean, let's not forget that it was originally announced as a, or launched as a as a back catalogue service. I think mm. the games had to be like a year old before they went in Game Pass. So that radical shift towards sort of offering up new content has been really, really good for consumers. Um, I guess that the that the challenge is that is that really um, it's creating sort of two markets. One way you're in Game Pass, and, and you know, and there's a bit more certainty, and one way you're not. And um, yeah, I've not, uh, I've not, I've not launched a game on on Xbox for a while, um, so I'm not, I'm not sure uh, how Game Pass subscription is impacting games that aren't in uh, Game Pass. But um, yeah, certainly something to keep an eye on. All right, uh, news story number two, Simon. Video Games Chronicles again. Tom Ivan wrote, Nintendo Switch recorded its biggest sales week to date in the UK following the launch of a new Mario Kart 8 Deluxe hardware bundle for Black Friday. The hardware bundle, which includes a console, a download code for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and a three-month Switch online subscription for $259.99, offers a saving of £57 compared to purchasing the product separately, Nintendo says. It accounted for 54% of all Switch consoles sold in the UK last week, according to data from GFK Entertainment, provided to GamesIndustry.biz. Only Switch had an exceptional week. PS5 and Xbox Series did not have many offers, and actually PS5 Digital was out of stock, and Series X had a major stock drop the week prior, GFK's Dorian Block told the site. In 2020, both had massive launch weeks. Uh, and therefore both had very low stock for Black Friday week. Uh, the article's author, Geo.biz head Christopher Dring, also suggested today that Switch and PS5 are battling to be Europe's best-selling console of 2021. 
so there we go. What is this? Six? Is it six years since Switch? Five, it's five or six years since Switch came out. And uh, biggest ever week. Only, only last week. Well, that makes perfect sense to me because of the issues surrounding the stock still for Sony and Microsoft. How long since they launched their next generation consoles? Uh, just over a year. And it is still non-trivial to get hold of them, right? I'll tell you how trivial it is. I was noodling around on my phone, as I do uh, this mm-hmm. morning, and I noticed on uh, the Stock Informer Discord uh, that I'd got a notification a couple of hours earlier that uh, PlayStation 5 consoles are back in stock. Now, now we've established that I don't want one, but I'm desperate to buy one now. Um, <laughs> and so I uh, clicked on the link, and it was Shop 2 this morning that were... That was the, that was selling them. Clicked on the link and shop to uh, loaded up and said, "Are you here to buy a PS5 or do you want to buy something else?" Um, and now I'm saying this out loud. I should have said I want to buy something else and then changed my mind. Uh, I said, "No, I'm here to buy a PS5." And they went, "Please wait. We're going to put you in the queue." And I was. Uh, this was like two hours, two hours after stock had gone live. I was the fifteen thousandth person in the queue, wow. and they said that we're going to automatically tick down. Uh, and let you know and then at that point you'll have five minutes to buy one and i'm like really right what what like surely you don't two hours after you started selling them again surely you do not have fifteen thousand playstation 5s available why haven't you just told me that it's out mm. of stock um so i yeah i backed yeah. away slowly. so it's still <laughs> it's still not um clear to me as well why you want a PS5. I mean, I know you don't want a PS5. Don't want one, but everyone else has um, got one, so I'm getting it on one. <laughs> like, I, I've yet to see a really compelling reason uh, to, you know, join a queue of 15,000 people for a PS5 uh, or for an Xbox, really, uh, the next generation Xbox. Now, that's on one side of the equation. The other side is you can walk into a shop and get a great, great deal on a Switch and one of the greatest video games of you know, the current generation. Um, it, you know, you need a Christmas present for someone who plays video games this Christmas. It seems absolutely obvious which uh, direction you're going to go into me. Have you bought a Switch for your partner for Christmas then? <laughs> she doesn't listen, so it'd be absolutely fine if I had. But she also doesn't play video games. So, uh, Story number three, Simon. A group of US Democrats have introduced a new bill in the hope that it will ban the use of bots to scalp high-value items, including games consoles. The Stopping Grinch Bots Act is being introduced by Representative Paul Tonko. Senator Richard Blumenthal, Senator Majority Leader Charles Schumer, and Senator Ben Lay Luajan, and is designed to crack down on bot technology. Bots work by uh, automatically notifying users when high-value items come into stock at retailers before circumventing any wait times, adding items to their carts, and then completing the checkout process, giving users a huge advantage over regular consumers. These kinds of tools aren't new. Collectors of sneakers and tickets sometimes use automated tools for identifying restocks. However, gaming's sharp rise in popularity during the pandemic has reportedly seen bots specifically used to target consoles. It's hoped that the new bill would be signed into law, as was the Better Online Ticket Sales Act, which was introduced by Tonko, Blumenthal and Schumer in 2016 to make it illegal to use bots to buy events tickets. The new legislation, if passed, would apply a similar ban to online retail sites, making it illegal to use bots to buy up stock as soon as it's made available. But at a time when families should be able to spend time with their loved ones, digital Grinch box are forcing Americans to scour online sites in the hopes of finding an affordable gift or paying exorbitant prices for a single toy, Tonko said in a statement. These bots don't just squeeze consumers. They pose a problem for small businesses, local retailers and other entrepreneurs trying to ensure they have the best items in stock for their customers. There you go, Steve. How do you feel about that? The Grinch Bots Act. Um, I feel like it's a... It would be an excellent thing if this could actually happen, which it won't, and it seems to probably be a piece of theatre in the build-up to Christmas by American politicians when they know that everyone's cross at this, particularly 
uh, in the light of the last story, no one can get hold of a PlayStation and they know that scalpers are out there. I mean, this is the <laughs> season for scalpers, isn't it? When people get desperate for that must-have uh, Christmas toy. And I guess a lot of those must-haves are apparently, for some reason, PlayStations. I mean, it just feels like we've lost you know, all the tradition of Black Friday. You know, I remember fondly when you could rock up to Walmart and fight somebody for a TV. <laughs> and now you sit behind the safety of a bot, don't you? Mm. Scalping everything that way. What's the world coming to? You join a Discord, you wait for your notification for something that you didn't want in the first place. I'm and you join a problem. queue of 15,000 people. Um, did you get anything in Black Friday this year, Simon? I didn't, no. Um, nothing. No, same. Yeah. No, I um, genuinely haven't felt compelled to buy a piece of technology. I am really, really, really um, more interested in a PlayStation 5 now uh, I found out about this, you know, about Project Spartacus, because I like that idea. Um, but, I, yeah, I, I, I don't see any software that's tempting me on there. What we need is a new... Parappa the Rapper. <laughs> wow, that's it. And actually, sorry, to be clear, my um, the thing with the PlayStation 5 is that I know at some point I will I will want one. I mean, and therefore same. I'm going to buy one as soon as I can so that at the point in the future when there's something that I want one for, I'll have it. Now, ideally, uh, we would have someone from Sony listening to this right now and they'd be like, you know, we've got a couple of middle-aged influencers who are really losing their... Uh, tempers with us uh, we need to get we need to let them queue jump the 15,000 people send out a couple of PS5s to them and maybe bring them round and then perhaps then we would find something to love about uh, Sony or Microsoft or honestly anybody last story uh, Video Games Chronicles again Chris Scullion wrote an indie studio has started a petition in the hopes it will convince Warner Brothers to let it make a 4K re remake of Mortal Kombat Trilogy. Eyeballistic has set up the Change.org petition in an attempt to gain enough signatures to show the IP owner that there's enough demand for its remaster. The game will take the 1996 title Mortal Kombat Trilogy, which combined every character from Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat 2, Mortal Kombat 3, and Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 into one game and remaster its stages and character sprites running in 4K on an Unreal Engine 5. According to the petition, the studio approached Mortal Kombat co-creator Ed Boon in 2016 with plans to remake the original Mortal Kombat in HD. Boon was reportedly supportive of the project, but the team says Warner Brothers, who owns the Mortal Kombat IP, turned down the pitch because it wasn't convinced the game would sell 100,000 copies needed to justify the marketing costs. The hope is that the new petition will prove to Warner Brothers that there is indeed an appetite for a remastered version of Mortal Kombat Trilogy and convince it to allow the project to go ahead. So, Steve, I, I mean, you know, I didn't realise that if you want to do something, you just do a petition and then and then you have to. <laughs> so I yeah. wondered what we could uh, set up petitions for. Um, um, Parappa the Rapper on PS5. Uh, would be my choice, and okay. I would sign it. Okay, well, maybe no one we should. That we want to remaster that in 4K using Unreal Engine 5. Uh, at the time of recording, um, they need to get to 100,000 signatures. 8,983 have signed. Uh, why do they need to get to 100,000? What does that do? Well, uh, the story implies that Warner Brothers has said that the game would need to sell over 100,000 copies worldwide. Um, in order to support the marketing costs that they got feel you, got you, got they would you. need to spend. So assuming you believe 100,000 people on the internet when they say I'm definitely interested, uh, then you'd be, it'd be a no-brainer, wouldn't it, at that point? Because you couldn't lose. They're just. They, um, I, I think at that point they would automatically just hand over the code. And actually, though, doesn't do these things have to... If you get to um, a certain number... Don't they need to be... Uh, you need an official government response? Is it something that happens with this? That's on uh, the government petitions, yeah. That if it gets over a million or something, I can't remember what it is. Then, But mostly the government responses are, yeah, we read it, we didn't yeah, think much of it. See you later, dude. And that's that. Um, I, I, Have you ever been into Mortal Kombat? No. At all? I don't like it. It's too. It's really horrible. <laughs> Particularly the new ones. I mean, I, I mean, I, I played played the most recent one on Switch. 
and mm. and yeah, I was just, I mean, you know, as we've established, I'm a, a hundred years old, and the thing is, as you get older, the more squeamish you become. Certainly, I'm like, oh my goodness. Hold on, hold on. Let's drill into this a bit more because Simon isn't one of your favourite franchises, as you've discussed on the radio show before. Sniper Elite. Yeah, but that's shooting Nazis <laughs> and zombies. And zombies, yeah. Yeah, but it's still pretty gory, isn't it? It's it's and it's slow motion gore. That's a, yes. No, you're right. I, but there, I don't know. There is some. I mean, Mortal Kombat has got increasingly over the top. I think with uh, every uh, iteration and and uh, yeah, it's just yeah. I don't know. That's too fasty. Hmm. I don't. I don't make the rules. <laughs> well, your first rule here, you know, those are Nazis, seem to imply the reason you don't like Mortal Kombat is because you've got a lot of sympathy for every single character and you just don't like seeing them get hurt. Poor old Sub-Zero. <laughs> He's just trying to be icy. Exactly. What's wrong with that? Yeah. I've never enjoyed it. I never enjoyed the, uh, you know, the original. I was always more Street Fighter than Mortal Kombat. I never could quite wrap my head around no. uh, that series. So I don't... I really get the affection um, that it's held in, but you know, different people like different things. I do what think is... it's a bit of a long shot, isn't it? They're not going to yeah. uh, bring it back unless suddenly they've got a million people. Uh, maybe that would change their minds. Are you saying that you're not going to sign it then, Steve? Uh, I'm saying you can't trust me if I do sign it. <laughs> all right, is that all the news? That's all the news! Thanks, Simon. One Life Left Video Game News with Anne Scantleberry. Listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We are a video game radio show currently recorded remotely from my flat in South London. That's why you'll hear some traffic in the background and from Simon's shed all the way in Hitchin. Uh, we broadcast on Resonance 104.4 FM. That's the greatest radio station in the world. But we're also a podcast which you can find at www.onelifeleft.com. There, you can read the show notes about this episode, and in those show notes, you'll find the name of the music that we choose to play uh, every episode. Uh, those show notes kindly constructed by our under-caretaker, Bill. Simon, have you heard chatting outside my window today? I haven't. No, what's going on? There might be some voices. There's a little... Um, I live uh, in a set of flats attached to some... What do you call them? Yards. They're called the Yards, and uh, there's a kind of Christmas market going on there tonight. Uh, Go and poke so... your microphone out the window and see what, <laughs> we can, see what we can pick up. Maybe uh, when I edit the show, I should have I just had some faint sounds of jingle bells. Who's that? Who's that? It's Rudolph! Santa! <laughs> it's right. Yeah, people keep perching on my, on my window, actually, having a bit of a, a Christmas gossip as well, so I should be here. Hear words. That's what the carnival atmosphere is. Isn't it? It's almost Christmas. Are you are you ready? Are you prepared? I am very not ready uh, for anything. Hoping to do some preparation tomorrow, but I look forward to having this same conversation next week and possibly the week after, when I'll be full on panic mode. How how are you getting on? I tend to do my shopping uh, over a period of time, uh, which is great because. Uh, uh, yeah, because I, I'm not sort of scrambling around for last minute gifts, gifts, but I do, I do leave it all boxed up, and so I've forgotten what I've got. 
and um, there'll be a panic when I start wrapping them that there won't be a main present or something. <laughs> but we shall see. Um, yeah, Dexter's just after cash these days. That's all he gets. He spends it on video games. Um, I've got my wife some bits and bobs. Uh, it's my daughter's birthday uh, next week. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, she's of an age when she's not quite certain. that She doesn't know exactly when it is. Um, I was almost going to have to be working away over her birthday. So we were going to lie to her about when it was. <laughs> you can do that when they're four. Um, no, but instead, I'm not working. For, I've, I've, I've managed to uh, to be at home for her birthday. But she's decided that she wants to go to nursery on that day. So we're putting her into nursery. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Um, shall we get on with the letters section? Well, in the same manner that uh, I did all the news, uh, you might need to do all the, all the letters because I can't see any within our meagre mail sack. I think we've got a couple in hashtag the mailbag on the Discord, uh, which if you want to join, uh, you can find the find the address for that in the show notes. Uh, but yes, these are the letters. <laughs> Okay, um, so we have had, I think we've got three letters here. Uh, This is from Matthew, or or the Sound Bomber, as he's known uh, in the Discord. Hello guys, having often listened to your podcast over the years, but after a change of career, you have become a regular part of my weekly routine. I've recently just played through Psychonauts 2, which I'd very much recommend, and towards the end of the game, a level very much themed around Disneyland's famous It's a Small World has left its brilliant earworm of a song, Grulovia, lodged in my brain. Which game music has had this effect on you over the years? All the best, Matthew. Um, well, the answer for me is obvious, as referenced already twice in the show today, uh, Parappa the Rapper, I mean, constantly is with me, all six songs from the first game, uh, quoted irregularly. Uh, it is very, very, very hard for me to get away from that game and stuff from Unjamalami as well. What about you, Simon? The ones which continue to uh, make me smile uh, would be Loco Roco, uh, one mm-hmm. more than two. Um, and so, yeah, all I need to do is hear a clip, a clip of that and I'm off. I might actually drop <laughs> that in. I might drop that into uh, this week's show. Um and then, of course, uh, Snake Eater from Metal Gear Solid 3, uh, which is one of the best James Bond songs never written for James Bond. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I, I mean, I think uh, it's obviously all of the classics. I uh, destroyed my students at Tetris uh, this semester. Well done. Um, it's the last That'll time teach them to me. have hope. Yeah, <laughs> quite. Uh, yeah, I've, I've, I've stopped teaching, really, uh, as of... Um, what having beaten them yeah no that felt like the end really right well oh i can't teach you anything (laughs) literally can't like this was (laughs) proof of it you know tetris core you would think of any uh video game curriculum and they were all dreadful at it absolutely terrible kids steve kids these days but when the um high five level nine uh rocket blasted off uh that music thoroughly stuck in my head Mario of course uh, Super Mario Brothers these are boring answers but uh, completely true and the game that I've been playing uh, this week which I'll talk about in the review section has some pretty iconic music as well alright this is from uh, Lawrence Weir dear team and SSG I'm currently in Germany for a few days thinking I should have learnt more German have you ever switched the language on a game to try and learn while you play? Perhaps games should do this automatically for kids who should be studying for their exams. Love the show. Lawrence. Simon, have you ever done that? Switch the language on a game? I've not, no. But I've, I have often felt that I should. Sometimes when you were playing imports which uh, weren't in English, I definitely should have made a little more of an effort to understand Japanese uh, because then I would have been able to play games early. When was uh, the last time you had to do that? would have been um i mean uh, you know a long long time ago mm. i can't remember specifically when it was 
I remember 20 years ago when I was writing for Edge and playing lots of games that would first come out in Japan uh, and we'd import them uh, so that we could review them first and also so we could at least pretend we were at the cutting edge of these things. Uh, I'd spend a lot of my time, you know, trying to work out what was going on in video games uh, and uh, translating things. Yeah, or trying to translate things, trying to translate menu systems, working out how to start a game. Uh, and it was quite, felt quite exciting, but these days there are very, very, very few games that launch in Japan first, uh, or at least that the Western world is excited about. And um, secondarily, like, like, I guess most things are instantly translated anyway, so we just don't have to do that. It's, we have more global launches these days, right? Um, so yeah, I kind of miss it. Well, um, let me tell you, actually, because I've just remembered that um, it was maybe three months ago, two or three months ago, when I was scrolling through the arcade cabinet, just just counting all the ROMs that I own. And um, I remembered that I bought the Sonic um, Japanese uh, trackball game, um, you know, just on, just on a whim many, many years ago. So I fired that game up. Uh, recently, and that's all in Japanese. And um, yeah, I had no idea what was going on whatsoever. <laughs> Played it once, and then remembered uh, why I store the arcade machine um, in the you know elsewhere. <laughs> all right, final letter uh, is from Weasel Spoon. Hello, team. Hello, SSG. The last gasp before the consumerist nightmare that is Black Friday and Cyber Monday must be the warm family holiday of Turkey Day. Turkey Day, when a giant turkey cooks clam chowder for all the animals who happen to be crossing your island. What's your favourite video game seasonal tie-in, Pip-Pip Roberts? Yeah, I've not been playing the new Animal Crossing, so um, when I saw that letter, I didn't know, I didn't immediately know what Robert was talking about. Um, but that's nice, isn't it? I hope that everybody had a nice Animal Crossing uh, Thanksgiving. Um, seasonal time. I mean, many games do them now, don't they? Given that we've got so many sort of live service events. Did you see that um, Battlefield has got a soldier dressed as Santa? Or something like that, and everyone's livid about it. Oh, I did see that. What are you getting Santa in my serious war game? <laughs> uh, so um, yeah, not not all of them go down well. Um, yeah, there's a game that I'm I'm working on at the moment that will have a, a festive update soon. Actually, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a note just to remind somebody at work to do that. That's why I find these these broadcasts useful, Steve. Thank you. <laughs> Just take minutes. You don't yeah, need to. Just exactly. get a transcription of the show. Yeah, um, yeah I, I remember a few years ago looking at, uh, at Christmas as a <laughs> looking at Christmas as a commercial opportunity uh, and thinking, yeah, there's, there's probably room. That, what is the game that comes out every year that everyone decides to play at Christmas because, you know, it's a seasonal game in the same way as everyone watches Home Alone or, or Die Hard everyone has that argument uh, and I don't know that there is a, a Christmas game is there? There's not a particularly... There, there, there aren't games that you get out at a certain time of year and say now, oh now's the time to sink into this not that I can think no, of No, I, I mean we've um, I mean, games like Jackbox I think could become Christmas staples. I've just ordered um, a board game called Outsmarted mm-hmm. for, 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 for for Christmas, we, we've got some some family over, and you know, predicting that we're going to run out of things to talk about, I've ordered in advance a a board game that you play on your TV and on your mobile phones, um, so that you know that we that we won't have any moments of silence. Interesting, interesting. Those are those are those are all sort of separate from this, though, aren't mm. they? Those are those are games that you play to cover the sort of social aspect or the social impact of a event but they're not themed around the event it feels like there is space for that like is it are there halloween games you just play scary games right like if you go on twitch there'll be lots of people doing halloween themed uh, scary games night but there won't be people playing this thing which is a halloween game and there aren't people who play this game which is a christmas game or uh, you know a thanksgiving game or, or whatever else uh, it strikes me that that is still it feels like there is an opportunity there because increasingly games are successful by targeting niches um, 
and <laughs> because it's so hard to be successful by targeting everyone, I guess. Uh, I don't know. Like, maybe we should do it, Simon. Maybe we should make a Christmas One Life Left game. Let's start a petition. <laughs> that's the answer. All right, that's all the letters we've had this week. If you want to write a letter to One Life Left, you can do so by emailing team at onelifeleft.com. Kick, punch, it's all in the mind. If you want to test me, I'm sure you'll find the things I'll teach you. Sure, I'll beat you. Nevertheless, you'll get a lesson from teacher. Now, kick. Again, this is still One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. Uh, it is getting closer to Christmas. And uh, as such, it is the Marioki Christmas Party this Friday. Tickets are still available. Uh, and it's going to be a super, super good night if you want to come along. You can find out more details about that on the Discord or on the Marioki Twitter, uh, twitter.com slash singmarioki. It'll take place at Loading in Peckham, and you will get a Christmas cocktail whether you like it or not. It ideally will not have meat in, uh, as we unfortunately did about five or six ago, five or six years ago. Um, so yeah, come along to that. Uh, Who's I know the, you um, can't, Simon. No, sadly. We don't have a Santa. We don't have a Santa yet. Uh, well, you've been advertising one. Well, we're going to have one, even if it's just me and a beard by then. I have someone in mind, uh, so it should be sorted by then. Uh, but I haven't, I haven't popped the question yet. It's quite, I don't know, it's quite, it's quite an emotionally tense thing to do. Uh, we did, we asked some, <laughs> we asked a prominent member of, <laughs> of the British video game community uh, for the last party two years ago. Uh, we asked them to be our Santa. And they said, rather than jumping at the chance, which all of our previous Santas had done, they said, let me think about it. And then they um, they got back to us and said it was just too risky uh, because they didn't <laughs> want photos. They didn't want photos on the internet of young women sitting on their knee. Uh, oh. I know. I, I, I understood totally. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, so instead we just got Keith Stewart in again. He doesn't <laughs> mind that, does he? Doesn't no, mind. he doesn't. Uh, I actually, I don't think we did have Keith that year. I think it was Parco again. Anyway, uh, yeah, if you if if you hear this on the Wednesday, still a chance you could be our Santa on the Friday. So get in touch. Yeah, no, I'm sorry that I can't make it, obviously, but um, yeah, I've, I've got that hospital appointment. It's just what happens to you when you get older, Steve, isn't it? It is. Have you been? Um... When you started the show and you mm. said, "I'm," you know, as is now our traditional opening, uh, I feel old. Uh, I, I thought, I assumed you were going to segue from that into Jingle Jam because I saw a little bit of the, a uh, <laughs> little bit of your employer's stream the other day. Just people, you know, just people setting up a Christmas tree and just chatting. They were literally in the just chatting section of, of Twitch. I thought those are young, attractive people. 20,000 people were watching them set the uh, the well the uh, Christmas tree up. Um yeah, I you know, it's been great being uh playing a part well, a very small part in uh Jingle Jam this year. I've I've helped out um with some of the games in the game collection um and uh trying to um uh, trying to yeah tr trying to help promote it uh, elsewhere uh, that's been good but honestly everybody is really buzzing about it at the moment <laughs> so uh, this is the Yogscast uh, annual charity event uh, where um, you can get a great collection of games uh, for a minimum donation of 35 pounds towards a charity uh, and they're delivered to steam, steam games I've bought two 
Uh, one for me and one for Dexter. And I haven't I haven't claimed them on expenses, Steve. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that feels like it could get you in tax trouble in the future. <laughs> it's complicated. Um, no, it's really it's really it's really really good uh, bundle this year. Uh, and um, yeah, and so just 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 dropping in and watch, watching the streams has been uh, it's been a joy to watch. Um, there's 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 all sorts planned, including Steve me live streaming for the first time a week on monday <gasps> a week on monday <laughs> a week on monday i'm going on the main channel the world's oldest man is going to be live streaming I'm, like i've i've become an influencer what are you going to be doing there do you know i do know what i'm doing yeah um so uh, as part of the jingle jam we've been um there's been a game jam going on um okay. and so we're going to uh play some of the highlights on a stream <gasps> I know with a green screen and a microphone and uh I'm I'm I mean I'm excited but I'm a bit nervous. Well, um, best I'm... of luck. I am very excited for <laughs> the show. Well, that'll be in two shows time, won't it? When yeah. we we'll talk about that. Sure but to... I'll be watching before well, it. How do I play it, Steve? Like I mean... <laughs> like so do I really uh, go overboard on the old stuff like lean into in, it. Tur- turn up in a suit. And a hat, or 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 what have you, or shall I just, shall I shall I just really get down with the kids? You need the how do you do, fellow yogs, uh, sort of look. You need a, you know, the meme. You want the T-shirt that says yeah, right. game yes, name yeah, yeah. or something yeah. on there, backwards yeah. cap. Just style it out. You'll be fine. Okay. You'll yeah, it should fine. be good. I am I am genuinely looking forward to it. Um, although it's a four-hour stream, I think. Um, that's a lot of streaming. It is a lot of streaming. There, I think there are there are four or five of us doing it together, mm-hmm. so it won't be like me hosting or what have you. But um, yeah, I mean, who'd have thought, Steve? As we as we end twenty twenty one, we do so <laughs> as as an influencer, as a video influencer. All right, uh, I think it is time for us to do uh, the reviews, and we do have some reviews this week. So here we go. I mean, that was a bit unfair of me, wasn't it? Like, when I say we do have some reviews this week, you've been carrying us over the last three weeks. So apologies for that. Um, why don't you carry us through the start of this while I find out the name of the game that I've been playing? So I've been... Uh, I've been actually, I've played three games uh, that I can talk okay. about. The, the first of which is an update um, uh, to... Um, so it's not an update. It's a different version. So uh, Beyond the Steel Sky, the the... The um, sequel to Beneath the Steel Sky launched on consoles this week, and I checked out the Switch version. Just checking in, see how Charles has done on console. Well, I was going to say, do we have to declare an interest here? What, that we know Charles? We don't just know him. He was at your significant birthday. Oh, he was? was (laughs) Well, that's fine. You know, if we had to rule out... if, if if, If we couldn't cover, uh, you know, anything by anybody that was at the significant birthday, then... Do you know yeah. what? I forgot to tell you this. Charles and I uh, mm. retreated to corner of the room during that significant uh, birthday. Had a little bit of chat first about World Cup Carnival, and then that segued into um, Charles has invited me to do a podcast with him. What? <laughs> Are you jealous of me becoming a video well, influencer? This is what I'm going to say. Like I'm not saying we're going our separate ways, recording, Whoa. you know, our solo albums. Wow, but, but we uh, we we talked, we chatted about the idea of you know just uh, doing a podcast series that was one year in Charles's life. Just you know, we do one from I think he said start at 1981, then 82, 83, so He suggested he's requesting that someone makes a <laughs> a year's worth of podcast. <laughs> Is that he what said, he suggested? All these memories will be gone soon. <laughs> <laughs> All lost wow. like tears in the rain. Wow. Maybe if, there were, if only there was some way, some media outlet I could use to just sketch these notes down before before they're gone. Well, I look forward to that, Steve. And, and maybe at the end of it, just before the end of the, like, the last one, you can say... 2021. Beyond the Steel Sky came out on consoles, and it's a really nice version on the Switch. I have to say, I'm playing it on the OLED. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's... Um, 
uh, obviously I really enjoyed the game anyway, but I didn't uh, finish it uh, for one reason or another. I'm hoping now that uh, it's in a more portable form, um, I will be able to do just that. So yeah, I've played the opening sort of hour and a half again um, on Switch. And yeah, it just reminded me of the fact that I that I really do need to get stuck into it properly because um, it's, it's, it's such a step on from um the original game which was a, a there was a, was a 2d point and click this is a fully 3d adventure set within the same world um looks lovely uh got the sort of trademark uh, point and click puzzling even though it's not strictly speaking a point and click adventure thoroughly enjoying what i'm playing so far i do intend to finish it this time at seven out of ten fantastic um i've been playing a game that i was uh it's exactly the sort of game I needed really to break my streak of not playing games. Something easy to get into and one click away. I, I believe it is called Shiropen Road, um, but it is in Japanese, funnily enough, given our conversation from earlier. And I'll post the link to it uh, on the One Life Left Discord. Uh, but it's very, very simple. It's a combination of a straight-up puzzle platform game where you have to uh, get all the gems on a level and get to the exit, but with a simple, simple gimmick. And that gimmick is, do you remember uh, Crayon Physics back yes. in the day? When you used to draw lines to solve puzzles, right? You draw a line and it would become real. Well, it's that. Um, except for here you're drawing the line to help you move around the platforming environment. So you can draw a square for you to jump on top of and then jump, you know, so imagine there's a pit of spikes. You draw a square in the middle of it, you jump onto the square, which is now on top of the spikes, and then jump off it and get to the exit. But you can also hook that line over ledges, you know, draw different, the line behaves physically. Um, and some uh, ledges will make the line dissolve if it touches them. There are some zones where you're not allowed to draw lines, or that's, you know, super, super smart uh, and clever, like simple incremental game design that changes the things that you've already learned. Uh, but the especially clever thing about it, and this is obvious too, uh, is that it, it doesn't limit the amount that you can draw. You can draw as much as you want, but it awards you special badges for completing under certain lengths of line. So you know there is a target and you know there's a super clever way of completing this level with just 50 units worth of line. Uh, it's really, really get great. Just super, super lightweight, um, super, into, into, uh, super easy to get into. Uh, and I thoroughly recommend it, 7 out of 10. I've been playing Death's Door on the Switch. Um, so this was a game that originally came out on PC uh, alone, I think, um, earlier in the year. And everybody was raving about it, weren't they? Um, published by Devolver. Um, it's a... Uh, people compared it to a, um, uh, a modern take on traditional Zelda. So sort of, you know, dungeons boss battles puzzle solving etc etc um and yeah uh, i was looking forward to it um i was immediately struck by well my immediate concern was i thought it was one of those games that you all like um because it's because <laughs> it's quite i mean it's quite so it's not hard is it but you need to be in a certain mindset in order to play it properly so you only get um four uh hit points I think it is and um, you die on your fourth and it's checkpointed so you know it's it's quite old school in that fashion and that you you sort of do end up um repeating areas if like me you are occasionally guilty of just trying to rush through things um but when you are in the right frame of mind uh, it, it it is it is fantastic highly polished um uh, action adventure game uh, full of charm um and humor uh, very very clever in terms of of what it's doing and sort of how it keeps you going actually so it's not a rogue like um in that you know you are going through a set of levels but you do have a persistent currency that carries over when you die um and so even if you do uh end up replaying certain sections over and over again you are still at least collecting souls that you can then use on your upgrade tree i think i am two or three main bosses in um and uh yeah like 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 all of these games you you just have to go well look there's no way of rushing this 
this boss here you just need to keep chipping away chipping away chipping away be patient with it and it all seems very doable um i am enjoying it a lot seven out of ten uh the second game i've been playing and this almost ties the whole show in together uh harks back to a new story right at the start the second game i've been playing is mario kart 8 whoa honestly simon i've been nervous uh i've been nervous for about a year um because you told me that your daughter was playing mario kart 8 and since then i've been like well well that's great news it's wonderful but what if mine won't or doesn't start until you know she's four or five she's two and three quarters now uh and uh, she does have, she has a uh, a plush character, a plush toy of Roy, uh, the best Mario Kart character. <laughs> That's been on her shelf in her bedroom since she was born. Um, as kind of, you know, stealthily just inducting her into this world. Just always in her eyeline. It's always there. Uh, she's also got a Bowser as well there. Um, but, you know, not going to pressure her into any of these things. Uh, but I did last week just said... You know, if you're if you're good, if you sleep through the night, if you know, if you're good, maybe we can play Mario Kart. She said, "What's Mario Kart?" And I said, "It's a really fun game, but it's mostly it's mostly for big girls. So maybe you're not ready for it yet. I'm I'm not sure." And she said, "I want to play it." So we did, and um, yeah, it went really really well. Now I'd never really had an appreciation for the auto steering on Mario Kart, which. You know, you've talked about on the show before. I, I didn't understand any of it at all. But I was like, if, if Ramona, your daughter, can do it, then, well, Alice certainly can as well. And sure enough, the auto steering in, in Mario Kart is so extreme that all you have to do is press accelerate and you will get round all of the courses eventually. You don't even need to do that, though. You can turn that on, can't you? You can turn auto accelerate on as well. But I think it's good practice for her to learn that you have <laughs> to interact in, in some respect. And... Yeah, we're spending a lot of time not interacting, just parked on the course, just waiting for her to press the button again. But she does do it eventually. And she's, you know, we, we play one-on-one, uh, just, you know, no um, no other characters on the course at the moment. And so I sort of potter around, wait for her, drive backwards. She sometimes drives backwards as well. Sometimes she just looks at herself uh, with the reverse camera thing. Sometimes she pauses the game and I say, don't do that. And she unpauses it and then she pauses it again. Uh, but yeah, it's really, really, really fun. I've got a new admiration for that game, I guess, viewed through the lens uh, uh, of a dad now. Like, I understand it. It's, I, I've also played it a couple of times on my own because now it's just on and it's there and it's easy for me to just put it on. And it is brilliant. Like, it's so finely balanced. So fun. Of course, it's annoying at the top speeds at, when it becomes a, a lottery, really, um, with all of the power-ups. Maybe I'm not good enough, but it, it doesn't feel so fun there. But when you're tearing around a course in tri- time trial mode, using the speed boosts, um, you know, skidding around, it just feels so satisfying. And it's also satisfying to watch a two-year-old play it and get a lot of fun out of understanding how video games work. Seven out of ten. Have you tried um, racing against the Nintendo Ghosts? Only well, we we used to in that WhatsApp group a long time ago. Didn't oh we? yeah, 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 yeah. Which was yeah, that gives you a new appreciation of some of the shortcuts and stuff that you would. Yeah, yeah. Good, absolutely. fun for all the family. Yeah, great. Are you going to do your third game, or or, or should we save that? Well, it felt I, I don't know. It feels a bit rude given that uh, you so nicely top and tailed the show. <laughs> uh, I'm afraid, listeners, you're going to have to wait for my thoughts on Hot Wheels Racing Unleashed until next week. Brilliant. Good. Well, that's even more professional to do a bit of a teaser for the next week's show. Goodness, Simon, I've enjoyed today. It's been really, really good, good fun. Yeah, I felt a little bit out of practice at the start um, and still out of practice at the end. So, Which bodes well for your Twitch appearance next week. It Monday. does, doesn't it? Well, we're going to have one more show before then. Uh, where, I don't know, maybe I can role play some of my gags with you. I don't okay. know. We could... You could view them through the lens of a young person. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I will do my best. Um, right. Uh, brilliant to talk to you. Yes. Thank you to, to you. Resonance for hosting once again. Uh, and thank you to all of you for listening. Until next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.